So, what kind of Asian are you? Well, isn't that a loaded question? Let's start there. Welcome to The Asian Equation, a podcast where we discuss the good and the bad of growing up Asian in Vancouver. We are your hosts, Erica Tajiri, Rachel Wong, Mimi Jiang, and Emma Chung. What's up with that question? Honestly, if I got a dollar for every time someone asked me that, what would you buy, Emma? I honestly don't know. <laughs> no, but really, it's a question that we hear way too often, and it comes along with being Asian Canadian in Vancouver, and that's why we're here. The purpose of this podcast is to cultivate a space where we can talk about issues, experiences, and stories surrounding this topic. This is not meant to be exclusionary, rather it's meant to give voice to particular experiences that we have come across as Asian Canadians. But wait a second, what is an Asian Canadian? Asian Canadians are those who can trace their ancestry back to the continent of Asia. These include new immigrants from Asia and those born and raised in Canada. This group is one of the largest visible minorities in Canada, but is also quickly growing. In this episode, we are going to start off sharing our own personal experiences with growing up Asian in Vancouver. Vancouver, British Columbia, has a significant Asian population with a vast diversity of Asian ethnicities and cultures. The largest group is Chinese, 27.7%, followed by Southeast Asian, 6%, Filipino, 6%, Japanese, 1.7%. Rachel, did you want to tell us more about your experience? For sure. So I grew up in Surrey, which is a suburb outside of Vancouver, about maybe 40-ish minutes away. And I was born and raised in the same neighborhood uh, ever since I was a kid. And my mom is from Hong Kong, my dad's from Singapore, and obviously we were through and through Chinese. I was a major minority in my class. My class was predominantly white, uh, with a couple Asians, but being Chinese, I was one of two. And we stuck out. Uh, like sore thumbs, but my friend and I owned it and we're still friends to this day, uh, which is super awesome. But despite the fact that I looked different and I spoke different and I had different customs and cultures, I still felt very attached to my Chinese roots and all of the Chinese things that came with it. Uh, like I would celebrate Chinese New Year, I would have Chinese food reluctantly, but now like mm-hmm. I like it a lot more and I would speak Cantonese and it's something that I am very proud of. I'm proud that I have that skill and that I'm able to share it with others. And even to this day, if someone asks me, what are you? We were asking that earlier. It's like, you know, what are you or where are you from? I would automatically say Chinese or Chinese Canadian. I was reflecting on that a lot the other day. It's like, why do I say Chinese Canadian versus just Canadian? Do you think when they ask you, like, where are you from, people are asking if you are not originally from here? I think so, yeah. Because sometimes people look at me, and I remember there was one time where they were using big hand actions, mm-hmm. they were really speaking slowly, yeah. and they were like, you know, where are you from? Do you speak English? And then, of They're course... Just assuming mm-hmm. that right. it's not your first language. Yeah, yeah. and of yeah. course I come back with, actually, like, you know, I live in Surrey. You know, I grew up here, uh, but I'm Chinese-Canadian. I would always say that, though. I would always mm-hmm. tag it on. Not really sure why. But... I'm not the only Chinese-Canadian here. My friend Emma, 
right Hello. sitting right across from me is also <laughs> Chinese Canadian. Yeah, yeah, I actually uh grew up in Surrey as well, like a five minute drive away from your area, Rachel. Yeah. Chinese Canadian as well. My parents are both from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So through and through again. After listening to Rachel's story, it's quite different from mine, I would say. Mm-hmm. Area that I grew up in was predominantly or still is more East Indian and Filipino. So there weren't too many Chinese people mm-hmm. like Rachel's area, but um, there were a little bit more. But growing up, for some strange reason, I kind of detached myself from my Asian roots. Mm-hmm. And I think that stemmed from wanting to fit in a little bit more. Okay. So even though, like I said, the area that I grew up in was, there were a lot of Asians, but the culture that we kind of stuck to was more white. And I kind of saw this when I would bring school lunches mm-hmm. and have my, my, you know, my rice and then my dishes. And I, I think I brought chopsticks to school once and I kind of got made fun of. Like people didn't really? quite understand why I didn't bring a sandwich. Yeah. So I guess growing up, I really wanted to have that lunchbox sandwich thing and really, mm-hmm. you know, fit in with everyone else. And I think it started from there. Like I just yeah. really didn't want to stick mm-hmm. out. Even Rachel stuck out yeah. in, in her school, but I really was the opposite. I, want, I didn't want to. I just mm-hmm. wanted to blend in. So every time anyone made a comment yeah. that I was so Asian, I automatically took it as an offense. Like, it, it was a something mm-hmm. offensive. Yeah. So it just kept on going. Like, I just wanted to be more white. Sandwiches, for the record, are not that amazing. I mean, okay, <laughs> up to this day, I'm seriously in love I can with vouch sandwiches. For that. Yeah. <laughs> like, the weight of my heart are cats and sandwiches. But <sighs> that's because sandwiches are amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, I grew up speaking Cantonese as well. Again, I rejected it because yeah. I wanted to fit in. And it didn't really help that um, I only went to Chinese school two hours a week on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings. Yeah. Didn't really have a weekend. Yeah. And then I also played piano on Sunday mornings. So... <laughs> Did anyone else play like yeah. piano? Piano every Wednesday. It's a thing, yeah. A thing. And like people also automatically assume when you're Asian, you mm-hmm. play piano. So I fit into that stereotype as mm-hmm. well. Right. So it didn't really yeah. help that I wanted to be more white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really put much effort into practicing Cantonese. But thankfully, my grandmother, she would always say, you don't get dinner unless you speak Chinese to me. So mm-hmm. I can thank her for the little bit that I yeah. have. But I do wish... And I do regret it till this day that I don't really resonate much mm-hmm. with Chinese culture. But I, I am working on it. Nice. So it's a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The older you get, the more you realize that you wish you like held on to your roots a bit. Like, learn sure. the language. That's the hardest part sure. when you mm-hmm. get older. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think everyone here wishes And keeping stay. up with it. Because mm-hmm. everything yeah. we consume is English. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. even though there are so many, I guess, Asians or, like, Chinese right. Canadians, like, it's not like the first language we really speak yeah right so Mm -hmm. and it's funny too because like you were saying how your grandmother uh was the one that you can attribute to the fact that you can still have you you saw some ties to it and Mm -hmm. it's the same with me like before she passed away and like i'm so thankful the fact that i'm being the eldest i spent the most time with her Mm -hmm. and we really did practice a lot of course growing up it was a little reluctant but over time it has grown to like I can I feel like I can keep a fluid conversation and from time to time whenever I'm able to you know toss out some Cantonese mm-hmm. and help someone find their way to the sky train or order some mm-hmm. food or whatnot I do feel like oh, I can do anything right, you feel That's this really kind awesome. of pride it's yeah, like, yeah mm-hmm. I can I can, speak I can, do I can help this. you out yeah like, so 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Mimi? Yeah, so I actually <laughs> didn't live too far from Emma, just down the road. Right down um, the street from me. <laughs> so yeah, just mm-hmm. to clarify, I'm also from Surrey, and I'm Filipino-Canadian. I was born in Vancouver. I moved further and further east, so first to Burnaby, then to New West, and then finally to Surrey. And my experience growing up in Burnaby and New West in terms of, I guess, my racial experience is a lot different compared to Surrey. So the school that I attended was predominantly Dutch and one of the few Asians in the school. And I guess you could say the racism that I experienced there was a lot more subtle or I guess you could argue innocent because of their age. So I have very vivid memories of not being uh, allowed to play with the blonde Barbie dolls because I have darker skin and I was always mm. given the the darker skin Barbie dolls even though that didn't really correspond to my race. I just wanted to bring up the mm-hmm. whole realizing that Barbie dolls, cartoon characters are always white or black mm-hmm. as the minority. Yeah. yeah. And growing up, if I saw an Asian person on a commercial, I would be so stoked. Like, mm-hmm. Mom, come, come to the <laughs> room. There's an Asian person on the TV. <laughs> it's a rarity. So awesome, right? It is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember um, actually receiving finally an Asian Barbie doll for my birthday Aww. but it was it was still not of my race I don't even know if it's supposed to be Japanese or Chinese it's um, always just Japanese and Chinese yeah yes. I feel like everyone so. just assumes that there's only two types mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and actually that reminds me of another story I remember a classmate asking me what are you so going back to that question that we were talking about earlier yeah. I told him that I was Filipino and he said no you're Chinese Filipino doesn't exist. Well, you can just <laughs> take away. Yeah, for the sure. The whole country of the Philippines. Right. Just yeah. by saying it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were probably six or seven at the time, but you kind of have to wonder how their parents talk to them about race. Right. So yeah, my experience in Surrey was a lot different because the population there is a lot more Asian <laughs> and all that Asian entails. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, really different from my experience. Cool. I, yeah. I feel like I had an extremely different experience from mm-hmm. all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So. so pretty much my mom met my dad in Japan. And they met and I guess fell in love and all that great mm-hmm. stuff. And then they moved to Canada and had me. So I'm half Japanese and half white. My mom does not look like me. She has very fair skin, bleach blonde hair, wow. bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. And my dad looks very Japanese. So growing up, everyone always thought I would was adopted. Oh, and no. they would come up to me like, hey, like, you're adopted, right? And I would be like, am I? Oh. <laughs> Such a leading question. Oh, it's funny. Goodness. Like, I feel like every yeah. kid has, like, a moment in their childhood yeah. where they're, like, convinced they're adopted. But, like, mm-hmm. you have a real and reason to, like, right. mm-hmm. to feel that way. Yeah. And I was never really upset by it. Mm-hmm. But I would have kind of funny experience where, for example, we had a substitute teacher in elementary school. And she said, only your parents could pick you up. My mom came oh, to pick no. me up. Okay. And oh. I said, oh, like, Miss Johnson or something. Uh, my parents here. And she looked at me. She said, Erica, your own parent has to be here. Oh, that is that's horrible. terrible. And I was like, Mom, can you talk to her? And, of course, my mom, like, talked to her. And was, I never really take things too personally, yeah. but there's a lot of confusion that comes with having, like, a super white parent oh, and a kind of an Asian daughter. Mm-hmm. And them often thinking that, it was my friend's parent or mm. just, like, not my parent. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I'm a bit 
not a fake Asian. That's not true. But <laughs> I don't have Asian family in Canada. So all my family is extremely Caucasian. They've been here for a long time. So I kind of stick out like a sore thumb in my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And they would often bring it up, not in a bad way, but, you know, they're like, oh, we have the ethnic one in the family. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my dad made me very, like, he's pretty nationalistic. Mm-hmm. So he's very like, Japan, yes. And growing up, I was always like that too. So I can't speak the language very well. And I don't have grandparents to really teach mm-hmm. me. But I would always kind of bring up, but I'm Japanese. Did you ever go to a Japanese school? Or? Yeah, I went yeah. to Japanese school Saturday morning. Okay, mm. yep. But mm-hmm. there were two grades. There was one for the people who could speak it, and one for the people <laughs> like me who can't speak it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like I've experienced both like white privilege in a way, and mm. also being an Asian minority in a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like With my Asian friends, they would say, oh, but you're white. And with my white friends, they'd be like, oh, but you're Asian. Mm-hmm. Or, on the flip side, sometimes I'll be hanging with my white friends, and they'll say something slightly racist. I'll be like, hey, guys, like you can't say that. And they'll be like, Erica, you're not even Asian, you know? So it's that yeah. weird feeling of, like, I am I or aren't I? And that what are you question is asked, like, every yes. month, literally. Because uh-huh. I'm not, like, I don't look, obviously, white or Asian. So people will come up to me in the middle of the street, like, hey, what are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be like... Um, I would ask Japanese, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'll give them the whole blur, but it happens way more often than mm-hmm. you would think. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the what are you question is such an interesting one. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sure. when people ask you, it's kind of like they don't settle with when you say just Canadian. Yeah, yeah. that's not what the question is. That's not the question. It, mm-hmm. what the question is. Like they're asking what are you really like where are you really from as Mm -hmm. if we're not actually from here even though Mm -hmm. we are born and raised like there are countless times i think we can all agree that Mm -hmm. people they come up to you and they ask where are you from and then you say canadian and then they're like but where are your parents from Mm -hmm. so it's like they can't settle with the answer that we are canadian Mm -hmm. but like do you see it as a negative thing or a positive thing it's hard not to see it as a negative thing because Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's that narrative that, like, I don't know, we live in a wider culture, you know? We grew up speaking English, not our, uh, you know, our culture's language. Right. So it can be easily assumed that it's a negative thing, but I guess it depends on who you ask. Mm -hmm. With the narrative, it's difficult to not look at it as, like, a negative thing. At the same time, I I do find that it is exhilarating to, um, Mm -hmm. on a positive sense, to kind of, I don't want to say educate, but share, Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. knowledge. Knowledge is power. And, you know, just being able to let people know that, especially in Canada, like Canada is such a prime example of this where we're so multicultural and predominantly here, even in Vancouver, like there are so many different cultures and whatnot. And the the beautiful thing is that we are able to be side by side by side with so many people, like even in this room, it's like, it's very ethnic, even Mm -hmm. though we are all Asian Canadian of some sense, but so many deep roots. And we can't all say that we are the same. You can't group us all together. Right? Because like, you know, even as we have seen in the past stories, the situation and the experience is very different. Mm -hmm. So it's a good learning and a teaching moment. Yeah, Yeah. obviously my experience is super different. And Mm -hmm. when people ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's as a good thing. Right. But then usually I'll always ask the question back, what about you? Where are you from? Even if you are super white. 
And you yes. see, often it's kind of funny. You see this like confused, like, mm. what do you mean? What am I? <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, where are you from? And right. they're like, um, I think my dad's Polish and my mom. And you, you see like when mm-hmm. you're, you're non-minority, people don't think about that question right. as much. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they do think about it and you see the excitement in themselves. Yes. You're kind of mm-hmm. like, maybe I have a stronger ethnic like identity. Right. And I think that is important to think about and for everyone to think about even if you're not a minority like mm-hmm. we all are immigrants in Canada unless yes. you're First Nations mm-hmm. so maybe like trying to bring that out of everybody like we yeah. all are immigrants and like we all should be proud of where we came from mm-hmm. but like, proud of where we are yeah like mm-hmm. really we're all new here yeah. like you mm-hmm. said like other than the indigenous people we all have immigrated here so mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely Something that we need to keep in mind that everyone deserves to, you know, share where they're from, mm-hmm. even if you're not a minority. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess just to clarify to our listeners, when we use the word white or, or Caucasian or even Canadian, I guess you could say as a generalization, we're referring to like a North American kind of culture mm-hmm. um, or several generations of Canadian. Totally. And so I guess it, it just goes to show that it's the grouping of Canadian or Asian, you know, it's it's a general term of convenience. But mm-hmm, as right. we've discussed, there's so much diversity, you know, w- even within our mm-hmm. podcast group, you know, even within Caucasian mm-hmm. communities. Yeah. And when we say the word white, because I know we talk about being frustrated that everyone clumps Asians together when mm-hmm. there really are Filipino cultures so different from Chinese culture, which mm-hmm. is different from Japanese culture, Thai culture. And being frustrated with that mm-hmm. sometimes. But then also when we say white people, mm-hmm. we do have to remember that there are different cultures of exactly. French. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like, sure. We have to acknowledge that Spanish. There's so yeah. many different yeah. types of white and we can't we can't group them together. But for the convenience I yes. think of when we're talking yes we're saying white and i think we're saying the stereotype of the privileged and the culture that mm-hmm. exists in mm-hmm. north america mm-hmm. and that's what we're referring to mm-hmm. i think there's an experience that i can bring up going back to mimi's point about multi-generational families i think a lot of people assume that multi-generational canadian families are typically white mm-hmm. and maybe that is the more dominant type of multi-generational family right. mm-hmm. but I guess a lot of people can be surprised that there are like fifth generation Chinese Canadians mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and totally. like Canada Day just passed happy Canada Day Canada. guys I was out with a few friends and I was the only minority so everyone else is white and this woman came up to us and said can I ask you a question I'm like okay sure mm-hmm. but it was directed to the rest of the group you know but I felt like it was more directed to me because she was just staring dead straight into my eyes I'm like okay yeah you can ask a question and she's like, what does Canada Day mean to you? And, well, of course, we have to acknowledge the fact that we are on Indigenous land. And, like, I knew that she was going to bring that up. So I definitely acknowledged that. But then she came up with a follow-up question. Mm. She said, what generation Canadian are you guys? And the first thought in my head was, why is that a relevant question to ask? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of defensive about it because I was I was confused because she opened the question up to the group, but she was looking right at me. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, what is the relevance of this question? She's like, oh, you know, I'm just really curious about it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was hard not to see it as a negative thing again. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I tend to be a little bit more negative towards this subject because... Like I said, when I was growing up, I really rejected the idea mm-hmm. that I was Asian. But now I'm totally gung-ho about it. Like, mm-hmm. I I love being Asian, like, mm-hmm. and feeling Asian. But I think I automatically go to the assumption that they just 
want to rile me up. Yeah, you're always on the offense. I am this. always yeah. on the offense. So then again, like we, like Rachel said, mm-hmm. I, it's good to just inform people and yeah. you know spread knowledge. Knowledge is power. <laughs> so I guess mm-hmm. it's good to keep keep it in mind that people just want to learn, but also mm-hmm. be very firm when people mm-hmm. are making assumptions about you. Yeah. And I think that's what this podcast is about, is about us mm-hmm. not just sharing our experiences and kind of debating among our different perspectives, but also giving whoever is listening another perspective on maybe if you're not Asian Canadian or if you're not Chinese Canadian, Japanese mm-hmm. Canadian, half Filipino, like getting that perspective as well. And then, you know, think about your own personal heritage and if you're Canadian, what does that mean to you? And Maybe when you walk on the street, not asking people questions too directly. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's super clear that, like, we have very diverse experiences Mm -hmm. and there's no cookie-cutter way of growing up in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And clearly our experiences have shaped the way that we view ourselves to this day and see how we fit into the world. Yeah. And then with this podcast, I mean, we will definitely be looking at identity and how we fit in as Asians in Canada. But then, of course, that will extend to different experiences and topics that we encounter on a regular basis, such as media and dating, parental expectations, that's a big one, politics even, and other things uh, that we encounter. So, yeah. So thanks for listening to our first episode. If you want to keep tabs on what we're doing and what to watch out for in future episodes, be sure to follow us on our social media. We are at Asian Equation Podcast on Instagram. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at asianequationpodcast at gmail.com. So from all of us at the Asian Equation, we want to thank you for tuning in.